and welcome back to the Digital Health and Wearables series. Today I have another magnificent episode and leader for you. But before I go ahead, let me remind you to subscribe to the channel and also share this amazing content with your communities in healthcare. Also acknowledge our partners, the industry partner, the healthcare partnership and our global partner, Spirit Digital. But today gives me great pleasure to introduce you to Ardi Ariumper is the CEO and co-founder of Sixter, Sixter, right? Correct. Yeah, Ari, how, Ardi, how are you? I'm doing great, Joe. Thank you so much for having me on the call here. It's so nice to um, be doing uh, international and global talks about Sixter, health data, digital health, and um, thank you again for, for the invites. No, thanks for being in here. You know, one of my ambitions and, and global vision to the channel is to have this amazing blend. You know, I had, we're talking before the recording, the influencers, the thought leaders. I want some big tech brands, but I want some really good innovators and all the stakeholders involved. So I'm delighted to have you here. Oh, yeah. No, look, um, I think I'm, I'm just an avid lear learner, an underdog that, has turned into um, really a uh, relentless uh, a leader within the mission of patient centricity and bringing all health data in one place for patients. So um, it's just it's just what we do at Seekster. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I'm gonna go straight to the questions. Is that okay? Absolutely. So the first question, Ardi, that I have for you is: Why is digital health such a big deal right now? Yeah, it's such a good question because digital health, the term has been around for 15, 20 years, right? But a lot of people um, did not really pay attention to digital health until I would say the pandemic hits. And I've said this on, on many other podcasts and, and talks before, but I do uh, sincerely believe living and breathing digital health every day with clients, physicians, innovators, um, uh, podcast interviewers, YouTubers like yourself, experts within wearables, um, data, science, labs, diagnostics, all of it, genomics, it's all coming together finally because of digital health. And that's the beauty of, you know, I think the pandemic. The pandemic was ugly because we are still going through, you know, some countries like Austria lockdowns and not the whole vaccination stuff obviously has gotten very political. But if you take a step back and you view what the pandemic has done for humanity, for technology and for, you know, connecting and networking through, you know, just our computer and all the health that's happening at home with all the wearables and trackers and you know having a dashboard that you can see all your health data in one place with Seekster's technology it couldn't be more timely so 2022 accelerated digital health by a minimum i think of 10 years well that's that's fantastic i do agree with you unfortunately a lot of people lost their lives and still losing their lives with the pandemic but the 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 pandemic has really gave act as a catalyst, big push forward because we're forced to do things differently and to act immediately. So yeah, thank you for that. Moving on to the second question is, 
how are you at Sixter bringing value to the overall healthcare data ecosystem? Yeah, I think, you know, um, in 2016, when we founded the company um, and Seekster, little Seeksters turning six years old in less than a month, because we founded it in the first week of January, actually, at the JP Morgan Healthcare Conference in 2016. Um, and if I fast forward to, you know, today, it's, um, I'm just so proud of our team. I'm so proud of the patients, thousands of patients that have helped build our platform, tell us, you know, really what to do. We took a total different approach. When we started the company, we didn't have a business plan. We had only a mission. Until this day, that mission is still driving us every single day. There's never been a plan B at Seekster. There's only been a plan A. And the only plan, Joa, is to bring all health data for the patients as fast as possible in the cleanest manner and allowing them to share that data on their terms because patients and people, you know, users, consumers should truly own their health data. And if we don't enable them with the right technologies that, you know, own control and share their data, then, you know, healthcare will be broken forever much more and interoperability becomes even a bigger problem than it already is. Uh, not just in the United States, but globally. Well, fantastic. Ardi, thank you so much for that. That's uh, uh, your mission and vision. It's truly amazing. But you don't even imagine how many conferences I've been in talking about health data, who owns the data, and people just go around in circles. So you can solve that conundrum. It's very, very powerful. Thank you so much for that. And the third and last question that I have for you is, what are the main barriers in accessing health data? Yeah, you know, um, uh, first off, thank you so much. And, um, you know, having been doing this for a very long time for, you know, I don't know, 50,000 hours, when you spend 50,000 hours of your life dedicated to something, um, you should know a little bit more than others, I guess you could say. But what we've learned at Seekster is that, um, there's just so much more to discover. We're in the infancy of digital health. We are in the infancy of um, health data. Uh, every single day we learn that there's a new data point that is related to the longitudinal health record. And that's what we pioneered at Seekster. It's all about seeking health data upon the individual's request. And so, you know, when you look at the barriers itself within health data, there's so many. Number one barrier is the fact that data is siloed. And with Seekster, we smash those silos, right? We allow the patient to smash those silos, opening up the data and bringing that data into one platform. Second barrier is the fact that there's a lot of bureaucracy within the health systems, not just in the United States, but even globally. Um, now, you know, just coming back from Malta, it's amazing how motivated, you know, some other countries in Europe are where they're actually ahead of the US because they have this much more desire for patients owning the data under GDPR and sharing that data and, and all that consenting happening. 
In the United States, if you look at the flip side, CMS and ONC have actually done a lot of you know great work utilizing actually Seekster as a concept to come out with those um, CMS ONC interoperability final rulings that dropped on March 9th of 2020 and then got delayed because of the pandemic to 2021. But patient access to data is also another barrier. And that's where we actually solve that problem. We solve so many problems, like you mentioned, overall in the um, healthcare continuum. And uh, it starts from the first mile to the last mile. And the key there is how do you connect the dots of health data interoperability for the patient and allow them to share that data again, like I said, on their terms. It's a very simple uh, idea, but it is so complex when you dig underneath the engineering on how you standardize the data, how you harmonize all that data from one Allscript system to another Cerner and Epic and the DNA data from one lab to another and the wearable data from your Apple Watch. How does it, you know, uh, talk to the Garmin data that's different from biking to cycling and all the terminology. I could go on and on and on. So there is a lot of complexity behind the scenes. And then the last part I would say is visualizing that data. Bringing the data to life is really what excites me the most because being able to aggregate it is one challenge. Being able to standardize it is another engineering challenge, but you have to be an artist to visualize that health data in a meaningful way where a cancer patient, a rare disease family, a healthy individual like yourself that is a wearable junkie and a digital health junkie that you know cares about tinkering with his data. All these personas are so different, but what we've discovered they're so very alike as well. The chronically ill want to see a lot of the same thing as the healthy individual does. And when you start working with thousands of patients with various different use cases, this is where you know you learn so much. So we are actively learning, actively discovering, actively exploring. And we invite you know anyone that's listening to your show to ping us to, to help us more or learn something that we don't know. Fantastic. I mean, truly fascinating, Ardi. Thank you so much. You mentioned so many important and complex challenges in, in, in there that you are able to really bring value and cut through. That's really, really good. And that's what is needed. We can't really afford to have another five or 10 years to talk about the off date and go around in circles. And you guys are pushing this to a different to a different level. So congratulations on that. Moving Thank towards you. the end of the show, I I had all my questions, but I finish all my episodes, Ardi, in a peculiar way. It's not a question as such. It's called One Minute of Fame. I know we've been talking about Sixter, but you can mention anything, family, personal life, your achievements with Sixter, anything, a use case. I mean, a shout out to anybody. Over to you to round up. One Minute of Fame. Sure. Look, um, look I'm just so grateful to be in a position now with Seekster to be able to enable the overall healthcare data ecosystem. None of this would be possible without, you know, um, folks like you, Joa, and many other, you know, 30 plus podcasters that have interviewed me. 
Um, it starts with thanking actually Bill Gates, who you know noticed us first and got us into the Alzheimer's disease use cases. And then that got the attention of pharma, obviously. And Bill Gates personally told me, you know, to take this to enterprise. We would have never done that if he didn't give that advice. I'd also like to thank Dr. Eric Topol because after, you know, um, Bill Gates made some noise with Seekster, Dr. Eric Topol was the first patient, first innovator, first skeptic to actually share and tweet his data on August 21st of 2018 when we actually solved this very big problem. And then, you know, I would love to thank, you know, our great investors and Wijiki from 23andMe, Takeda, our United Healthcare Group investors from Omni Health Holdings, and Daniel Kraft, um, who, you know, had us at XMed and um, various others that are within that group. I can mention, I don't know, 30 other folks, like such as Dr. Amir Kalali and John Nasta and just so many other folks that you've had on your show that have known Seekster's story, that have known my story. I'm so grateful to help patients every single day. Adi, what can I say? What a way to round up. I mean, let me congratulate you on your work again. Your passion shines through in your mission, your energy, all this jumps out. So I wish you all the best and thank you so much for accepting the invite to be in here, you know. Thank you so much. And if you want to learn more about Seekster, go to Seekster.com. You can follow me on LinkedIn or ping me through LinkedIn. Or if you have a request, just email us at info at Seekster, S-E-Q-S-T-E-R.com. And someone will, will reach out and help you. Thank you so much for having me, Joa. Brilliant, Ardi. I'm going to round up now. Thank you to all our uh, viewers and listeners. Make sure you connect with Ardi. Subscribe to the channel. I'm going to post his Twitter and his LinkedIn here. Reach out to him. It seems like you have you have something really special to offer to the digital health global community. And I'll see you all next week. <laughs>